Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And I spoke about it a little earlier on Instagram, and I've really just been thinking about it myself. It's almost been like it's been like three, three and a half weeks since I was really able to give you all some content, really able to drop a new episode and, and everything like that. So so I'm excited for this one. It, it was just a lot going on. I actually just made a move down here to Florida. So excited for that and, and just excited for the opportunities that are to come from it. But nonetheless, couldn't forget about you guys. I had a lot of people reaching out to me just about the content, a lot of people reaching out to me about the shirts. And it's been successful so far. I really want to give a big shout out to Creations by JTR and uh, to Asia just for bringing the vision to life. I just came to them with my logo and just some episodes episodes and how I wanted to kind of put it together as a series and, and and they were able to give it to me that way. So it's really just been an overwhelming amount of support from everybody. It's just been it's been great. So I'm, I'm here again now just ready to give you another episode. I'm sitting down with actually a good friend of mine. She went to ECU. Um, and that's actually how I met her. And she does a lot. She did a lot there, actually. And now she's doing a lot more with whether it be graphic design. And I'll let her talk about some of her other service. But Jayla, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Tamar. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain. I'm, I'm blessed. Like I said, I just made that move. I know you actually yes. just made a move to yes. Texas, too. So big congrats to you on that. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate it. Of course, of course. So I know that basically when I when I type your name in Instagram, it's a lot that pops up. I got locked in with JB. I got JB the brand. At one point I had and I got JB the creator. So can you just give us a little bit about what you do and, and, and what services that you offer for everybody out there that's listening and tuning in? Yes. So um, first and foremost, I am Jay. Um, my business name is JB The Brand. Um, so that's more so like my company. JB The Brand consists of two different brands. One that is geared more towards females, um, which is like during more so like in the cosmetics and the hair industry. And that is my locked in with JB page. Currently right now on that page, I am only offering distress locks as my service. Um, and then I have like some other stuff that I am about to be rolling out really, really soon. Um, and then my other uh, business is JB the creator, which I finally came up with that name. And I think that's going to be the one I stick with. But that one is more so like my graphic design business. Um, and with that, I really work with like a wide variety of people. Like I've worked with artists, I've worked with orgs. I've worked with nonprofits. Um, and basically with that business, I just basically help people bring their vision to life. So I do graphics, I do flyers, logos, YouTube editing. I do all of that. So that's what JB the creator is. And then J locked in with JB is more so towards like my females who like to get their hair done for the low and all of that. So. Okay. Facts, facts. So we're going to we're going to actually make this like a, a half and half interview. Half of it is really just going to be talking about the graphic design and then half of it is more so going to be talking about your hair and what you're doing. And we also just going to bring everything together. So just a couple of things that stood out to me just in the first um, couple of things that you said, just your clientele when it comes to your um, when it comes to graphic design. So how how did you get to how did you get such a diverse like I know you said you work with like artists, you work with close friends, you work with nonprofits. How did you get such a diverse and I would say authentic clientele, like just getting started and really just doing the services that you do. So one thing that really has helped me with my graphic business is definitely networking. I actually started doing graphics after the whole hair thing because I I'm very particular with how I like my stuff. And I just did not meet anybody who was able to like really execute my vision to the full extent. And so with that, I just kind of like taught myself the ins and outs and in the process of me teaching myself and learning how to do certain things with me being a business owner, it was just kind of like, 
I guess, in God's hands because he was just like, when I started working on logos, I kept having a whole bunch of people like, hey, I want you to do a logo for me or whatever. And so like what it really allowed me to do is not only like work with a wide variety of people, but I tell people all the time, like, you know, when you come into me with a different idea, you're also helping me grow. So I think more so just me networking as an entrepreneur in like the hair industry is really what kind of allowed people to gravitate towards me with the graphics because it was kind of like people would see my stuff and be like, oh, like, you know, how did you do that? And it would be like, oh, I did that myself. Or, you know, people ask, who did your website? And it's like, oh, me. So it's kind of one of those things like all money in because like my money just kind of started making itself with like the whole graphic thing and it allowed me to like really get out there, I guess. Absolutely. And I think we hear that a lot of times, too, where you can kind of start one thing or one avenue. And then as you kind of start to add more and as you kind of start to, I guess, just diversify yourself, be versatile, how people, oh, oh well, hey, I, she she made a graphic for me. She made a logo for me. Oh, now I see that she does hair. Well, I, I know that she did good work with the graphics, so I expect nothing less with the hair. So let me go ahead and do that. So I think a lot of times that's good that business owners out there are, are offering just more than one thing. And like you said, eventually it just gets to the point where the money kind of makes itself. So when it came to like graphic designer specifically and, and you just knowing like what you wanted to do as far as like logos, websites, whatever the case may be, how did you, how did you, I'm, I'm going to call it training, but how did you kind of perfect your craft in a sense? Like, was this all stuff that you did at school? Was it a lot of programs that you started to kind of look into outside of school? Was Is this just kind of something that you, you Google, you YouTube, like how did you really get your experience and how did you really get to where you are today? So I get that question a lot. And honestly, I will say, okay, so I have an older cousin who's also an entrepreneur. She really kind of gave me like what apps to use or the apps that she used early on. And she kind of, you know, gave me like a little bit of the ins and outs, but it wasn't really enough for me to like go out here and create a whole vision from scratch. That more so came by me practicing. Like, I literally, on my phone, I have so many, like, sample templates, so many sample logos, you know, just things that I've seen somebody, like, on another graphic page or I've seen, like, just outside on a flyer or something. I'm like, oh, I want to try to recreate that. And so, like, you know, I'll go home and sit here and, you know, try to figure out how the artists who I'm trying to recreate the, the work of, how they did it and, like, one thing that has helped me a lot is YouTube because I'm one of those people who I'm like a hands-on slash visual learner. So I like to be able to learn and do it at the same time. And so what I learned early on is that, you know, with YouTube, you can pause it whenever and you can rewind it or, and all of that. So that was really a beneficial tool for me um, early on. And now it's kind of like, I don't want to say now that I got to understand the basics and like I'm a little more skilled I'm able to just kind of like go with the flow as to like a year or two ago it was kind of like I was looking up YouTube how to do this how to do this or I was constantly asking questions that's another thing even if you're not like a visual or a graphic learner I mean a visual or like a hands-on learner like if you're just one of those people who you just have a whole bunch of questions type it into Google because most of the time I was asking my questions to Google. I wasn't reaching out to other people because they have businesses too, you know? So definitely using my resources has helped me grow and learn like the ins and outs of the graphic industry because a lot of 
you don't really see a lot of information out here that's like free that's gonna give right. you that so right right and I think you I think you touched on a great point just about well, two great points, honestly. Well, for one, YouTube, just how powerful YouTube is as an entity, just how powerful and informational it is. I know a lot of times that you get on YouTube for one thing and then you find yourself an hour, maybe an hour and a half later, you 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 on something that's not even probably related to why you got on there in the first place. But it's just like it's so informational. You can really just it's so many people out there just just pushing content, stuff that's been out there for for years, for decades, stuff that we probably haven't even come across yet. But it's just like, wow, it's just that good. And then I think another thing that you said, too, and something that I had to realize for myself, you got to ask questions. And for, and for me, I love like I'm, I'm just at the point now where. Man, I, I'll, I'll be darned if I don't ask a question or if, if I don't know something or if I'm not clear on something, I'm, I'm going to just do it. Like, I'm, a, I'm not just going to put myself out there because you never know what could come from that. You can you can try to do it on your own or try to guess or, or maybe try to make your own rendition of it. And then it maybe not come out the way you you wanted to. But had you just asked a simple question, whether it be to a person, somebody else or like you said, even just typed it in. You could have got a whole explanation from it. So I think that's really important with with anything, getting that constructive criticism, getting that feedback, but also just really getting that information so that you can kind of put out the best quality work and and just be there for people. Just know that, look, mm -hmm. I, I want to provide you the best service, whether it be hair, whether it be graphic design, whether it be a website, like you said, all in with everything that I do. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to slight you in any type of way. OK, so I like that a lot. And, and so I know that you said that a couple of years ago when you were kind of starting. So how long? Have you actually been doing the whole graphic design thing? Okay, so I've been doing graphics since I started my business. So back in 2017 is really when I started doing it um, for myself. I didn't start doing it for other people until the summer of 2019, last year. I do want to say that one thing like early on, like because this just kind of goes back to asking questions. One thing that I made sure that I did with my clients is like, if they were asking me to do a certain concept or create a certain vision that I knew was too complicated for myself, like I was honest with them and I was honest with myself. And I feel like the simple fact that I am as honest as I am with my clients, that has kind of also kept them kind of like coming back in a sense. Cause like most of the work that I do is for the same people. Um, and I always, you know, like, it's kind of like one of those things you can't ask a person what kind of car you want and not get all the details. So like when people come to me and they have like visions and stuff like that, like I literally question them down to no questions because that way I'm knowing like, okay, yeah, I'm creating the exact vision that they want, but I'm also not putting all this effort into doing something that this person is not going to like, because that's something that I really had to realize early on because I... I hate asking questions. Like I'm one of those people. I either figure it out myself, and that kind of put me in a bind early on when I started doing graphics for other people because the work wasn't as you know what I'm saying. It wasn't as good as it could have been because I was too prideful to really seek additional help outside of myself. Right. I, I can definitely agree. And I would say that early on in my career, like not even even before, like my podcast and stuff, like just thinking about work that I've done in the past, whether it be just uh, videography, photography, whether it be just when I was in grad school and even when I was at ECU, just certain stories and stuff that we would have to turn around or just different things like that. How in the beginning, yeah, I wasn't really asking for help just because like. I'm just like, look, I can just go out, just get it on my own. Like, I'll figure it out. Worst case scenario, like the teacher will correct me. But I, I feel like what I'm putting out is quality. 
But then when I when I really just got out of that mindset, when I really just stopped being selfish, when I really just opened my mind up, I realized that there's so many different perspectives out there and that some people are are just not even trying to when you ask a question, they're not even trying to like downplay it or they're not even really trying to dish you or anything like that. It's more so they're really just trying to help you. And so a lot of times mm-hmm. teachers, colleagues, close friends, family, they were just giving me advice, giving me things that I had. I was just like, wow, like had I not even talked to you or had I not even said that, probably would have never even really thought of that myself. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that, that that's really important. I think that that's a step of maturity, a step that you really want your business to kind of be elevated mm-hmm. to the next level when you really, because I tell people all the time about my podcast, some people are a little hesitant just to give me feedback and different things like that. But I'm like, look, I need this. Like y'all, y'all listen, this is for y'all. Like I don't listen to this to hear myself talk. I listen to this to promote not only other people, but also just to make sure that look, I'm I'm reaching an audience. This is this is what I like to do. The talking part for me, that's easy. We could get on here and we could talk all day. But if if at the end of the day, if I'm just talking, if it's not really an element to it, what is what is really going to keep bringing you back? And that's really my biggest thing. What is really, like you said, what is really going to keep that clientele? Because like you said, after a while, you start to work with the same people over and over again. So, and that even helps me transition into my next question. So are you one of those people who you kind of have your set clientele. You want to stay there. That's what you do. Or are you one of those people? Because I know a lot of people like who are in business who are just fine, like with the clients that they have, just fine with that uh, rapport, building at the services that they offer. That's just enough for them. But then you have those people, too, who also do have their clientele, but they always just want to expand. So what would you say you really are when it comes to, well, both the graphic design and the hair? I am definitely queen of Miss Do It All. Like, I'm never satisfied with learning one technique of anything, like, because... The way I kind of look at things is like, you know, even just in this generation, like we've seen so many things like change over a short amount of time, you know, so many trends, so many things have came and gone. I've always kind of been one of those people where it's like, I like to be in the know. And especially in both of these industries that I am in, like it really does require you to not ever get complacent in your like in what you're doing. Like, because right now, you know, with the whole COVID-19 thing going on, if I would have gotten complacent, I probably wouldn't be making money. But it's like, I kind of had to figure out a different way to go about my businesses. So that way I'm able to attract more people. Um, I do think working with the same people is good for business. I think that that goes to show that your clients trust you and that, you know, that goes to show a lot about your character. However, I do feel like when entrepreneurs limit themselves to a certain clientele, they limit the the success of their business and they limit like the outside possibilities of their business as well. Because it's like, you know, especially when people come to get hair, of course, I have some clients who come talk to me and, you know, they talk a little bit and they stop. But most of the women that come sit in my chair, like, you know, they like to have conversation. So it's like, say I do 20 people head over, like, over the course of a month. I probably, from that those 20 people, I probably have networked maybe three, at least four or five business connections out of that. You know, like, say I'm sitting here and I'm, like, only taking the same amount of clients or I'm only taking a certain type of clients for my graphic design, then that basically puts me in a box to where I'm only going to attract those certain amount of people. Now, one thing I will say is I do have like my certain target audiences for each brand. However, I'm not limited to that. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm always open to work with just about anybody because again, you know, working with somebody outside of my comfort zone isn't only 
you know, helping me grow as a person, but it's also helping me with my skills. It's also helping me with my connections, my network of people and everything. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely am not one of those people who get complacent over where they are. I will never be that person. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I never, I, I, like, it's too much money to be made out here. You know, too many people, right. to, too many people that can put you in a, a better position. Like, for example, I'm going to just give a quick little example. Um, when I moved out, I just moved to Houston literally a week and some days ago. Um, when I got out here, you know, I was following people on Instagram. I came across some a guy who was doing like beats uh, for $25. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I wanted to buy my own beat for something I have coming up. So boom, bought the beat from him, talked a little bit, you know, told him exactly what my vision was, da 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 you know, just for less than a week from that. Now I'm going to like a big time, you get what I'm saying? I'm going to, I don't want to say his name, but I'm going to a rapper's video shoot today. You get what I'm saying? That wouldn't have been possible had I not took a step out of my comfort zone to possibly network with somebody because I haven't worked with any producers. So you, you get what you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like you have to look at things from multiple perspectives because it's really a lot to gain from your relationships with people, especially as an entrepreneur. Right. And I probably just today, I probably use that word perspective about five different times just in talking about different situations, just even in talking about on my podcast, too. I was talking to a couple of friends earlier um, and, and just realizing that just realizing that sometimes look and we spoke about this in a lot of different other interviews, a lot of different other people. You, you Sometimes you really just got to make yourself uncomfortable. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because you never know what can come from those situations. I would say if I didn't make myself uncomfortable, I wouldn't have ended up in Chicago at All-Star Weekend. If I didn't make myself uncomfortable, I wouldn't be on this podcast on this IG Live right now. So it's really just about, like I said, yeah, I do love to do this. But at the end of the day, sometimes, yeah, I may wake up not always feel like doing this or may not really feel like always reaching out to a business first or may not feel like emailing somebody or or taking that step just to send my podcast to maybe like a real famous producer, maybe like a real famous network or something like that. Sometimes that's, that's just what you have to do, like you said, yeah. because you never know what can come from it. Yes. Have a lot of times. Has it been no response or anything like that? Absolutely. But in the same token, you never know who who's looking at that email. You never know what's who's in their HR department, who's in their PR department, who's really looking out for you and everything like that. And especially if they look like you, right. even better. So I, I definitely think that you hit the nail right on the head with that one. So more so just gearing towards, I guess, I guess still talking about both, but more so just looking at your move too. So like you said, you did just move to Houston. Big congratulations to that. Um what do you, so what are you, what would you say, if anything yet, I know you said you've only been out there like a week yet. How, how, how do you plan to make adjustments in order to basically, yes, you still do have like your North Carolina crowd and your friends and different things like that with the graphic design and with the hair, but how do you plan to make that adjustment to Houston now to let people know that these are the business, these are the types of services that you offer with the hair and everything like that? Because I know sometimes with, with stylists, I know at least me with barbers, like I just moved down to Tampa. I, I'm not about to just walk up into the nearest barber and just be like, Hey, can y'all, can you, can you hook me up? Da, da, da. I need some right, I need some right, pictures right. I need some evidence I need different so I know I know women are the same way with their hair mm -hmm. and stuff like that so how do you plan to really just market yourself promote yourself in a new area okay so that's honestly a great question because that was like one of my biggest concerns when I moved um I made this move literally in 30 days like I was just like yeah I think by this time next month I'll be in Houston so what I did was I really like over before because I knew I was I planned on moving. So what I did was I ran a sale in North Carolina. Um, that sale basically allowed me to build my portfolio so that when I get to Houston, I'll have a, a variety of, you know, content to post on my page. 
It also allowed me to, you know, get client reviews from people who I've done. And, you know, it basically kind of allowed me to expand my portfolio before I actually touched down in Houston. Um, and on the graphic side of that, um, you know, I already had my content and everything kind of pre-planned. So that way it would just really be a matter of me releasing it, which I'm actually releasing my booking and everything today, ironically. But yeah, so like one thing, a tool that I use all the time, because I've always kind of been like a traveling stylist. So like, even though I started doing lashes in Greenville, like I would be in Richmond, I would be in Virginia Beach, I would be everywhere doing lashes. Like, and one primary source that I use for networking is hashtags and Instagram ads. Hashtags are free. So, I mean, that's that's a plus. Hashtags, a lot of times people don't really understand that when people are going to look for people to get their hair done, they're going to Instagram typing in, you know, Houston hairstylist or, you know, the style that they're trying to look, they're, they're trying to get. And it's like the consistency of the hashtags, the more you use them, like the more you kind of become higher up in the in like the thread of the hashtag. So I had started using Houston hashtags probably like three, three weeks before I even moved out here, just so I could go ahead and start getting my work in the queue. Like, so people can kind of start to see my work and start to kind of get familiar with it. So that way, once I start to run these Instagram ads and, you know, do my promotion, I do also, I'm not gonna lie to you. One way I got a lot of my clients in Greensboro was I did car promotions, which is like, you know, like the people who do party flyers. Yeah, I went, I printed out my flyers and everything. And I literally went to like maybe five or six neighborhoods and just put my flyers out on the cars. Like, and I got, I think I, I got probably like six or seven bookings that told me like, you know, they found my flyer on the car, but yeah, like, honestly, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not one of those people to limit myself. So I know in regards to, like, getting my work out there and me marketing and, you know, me doing all of that, like, it's scary because Houston has, like, 4 million plus people. But I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know? Like, I'm going to keep my brand consistent. I'm going to continue to use the same hashtags. I'm going to continue to invest in my brand with, a marketing budget like because a lot of times people don't understand like unless you're one of these big time instagram girls and you have clout when you start a business like it ain't gonna just pop you feel me like you're it's not gonna just you're not gonna go from not knowing how to do braids to being booked and busy in a week like it, it's really a process and one thing that i kind of had to remind myself before i even moved here is that it is a process because I'm human. So, you know, when things and when business started to kind of look slow for me, of course, I kind of started to get discouraged. I started, you know, thinking like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just go back to working eight to five and da da da. Like, but no, I, no, I can't do eight to five. So, yeah, like, I'm just going to continue doing what I was doing in North Carolina. But I just know that being that I'm in Houston now, I don't want to say it's kind of like a, a bigger motivator, but it's like, I know now that like I'm in this bigger city, I have to go harder, you know, because I know the potential that I have. I know the quality of my work and I know that people are going to gravitate towards it. Now it's just a matter of me executing my plan to make sure it's seen.
for sure. And you, wow, you you dropped some gems just now. So I would say the the biggest thing that I honestly related to in that was the hashtags. It, it took um it took me interviewing Monet that mm-hmm. I really realized the power of the hashtags. Just in I I know my first few episodes of my podcast, I just was dropping them. But I noticed once I started to add the hashtags, whether it just be about the topic that we search, whether it just be me hashtagging podcasters of Instagram, black podcasters, black businesses, I just started to notice my following increased, my likes increased, just people who were getting to because people really do, like you said, study these hashtags, click these hashtags, search for these hashtags just mm-hmm. to just to look at them. It's almost like Pinterest. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me the most of where you're just getting all these different opinions, all these different samples and stuff like that. So I, I definitely do a- agree with you on that. And I and I want to just give a big shout out to you for just thinking outside the box, thinking ahead. Like you said, when you knew you were making this move, you already started to do the Houston stuff. You already started to do the Texas stuff and and reach out that way. And then even still, like you said, the flyers. I think that that's that's perfect. Like, that's perfect. That's just something that you don't really think of. But it's just another way of promotion. People can now put a face to the name. People can now put a number to the name. People can now realize they can reach out and do whatever. So I think that that's just smart. And like you said, it's about making yourself uncomfortable. Who who really is waking up and is is really about to say, okay, let me I I got these flyers made. Let me go reach out and start dropping them in people's windows or dropping them on the doors or stapling them to the to a pole or whatever like that, that, that just takes you really wanting to elevate your business. You really want to elevate yourself, take things to the next step. And I think that that's, that's what's needed for sure. So wishing you the best of luck in, in Texas, for sure. Like you said, just how the clientele, how you went from VA, how you went from uh, Greenville, how you went to different areas of North Carolina and now you in Texas. So it's just nothing but expansion, nothing but expansion and elevation. I think that's, that's definitely what's needed when it comes to business. So now just gearing over to the hair just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It what Now, what are your hopes for, like you said, I guess, for, for what you do now? I know you have your clientele and everything like that. Do you want to have kind of like your own shop, your own chair? I know you're in Texas now. Do you just want to set up things like in home? What are really like your, your short term and your long term goals when it comes to locked in with JB? Um, So my long term, my short term goals right now, of course, I want to do, I really want to like become like a master in like protective styles. So, like I want to do like the distress locks. I want to do box braids. I want to do like wig installs, all of that. I don't know if you're really familiar with the hair industry, but Texas state board is a lot more lenient than North Carolina state board, which will actually allow me to go into the shop and do like protective styles. As long as I'm not putting chemicals on anybody's head, I will actually be able to work in a shop without a license. Um, that being said, I don't really know how I, I right now I'm going to just stick to, I'm going to do my in-home shop. Um, I have my apartment and everything out here. So I'm going to have everything set up. I'm kind of skeptical about it just because, you know, for safety reasons, but I don't think me getting in the shop right now is the best idea just because I just got here. You know, like booth rent is every week. They don't care how many clients you had. So with that, I'm going to really start off slow. Um, In October, I am going to be introducing some products to my brand that I'm super, super, super excited about. Um, And from there, it's literally something going to be new coming out every month with my with my brand. So that way it's not just, you know, you don't have to come get your hair done to be locked in with JB. You could go purchase a product or you could go watch a video, you know, on how to do X, Y, and Z and still be locked in with me. Like, I really want to, with the whole beauty thing, I haven't, I'm not going to say I haven't really 
figured out exactly where I want to go with it. Because I do know long term, I am going to have a beauty supply store and I am going to open like a beauty school. That's long term. But right now, I'm still kind of just dibbling and dabbling with it. Like I said, I did eyelash extensions for like three years. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, if I want to incorporate that now that I'm in Texas. And it's just a lot. Like with the beauty thing, it's really, it's a lot that you have to really take into consideration. So like I said, I'm really just going to be doing trial and, not really trial and error, but I'm going to see what the clientele in Texas really gravitates towards more. And that's what's that's going to be my niche, because, of course, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to make money. But at the same time, certain parts of the beauty field are extremely saturated. So I'm still trying to get a feel for everything here, really. But yeah, long term, I'm definitely going to have a beauty supply store and I'm definitely going to have a school because I just want to. You know, I just want to be an example for other black women or other just black people, other people in general that like you don't have to just do one thing to be good at something like you can be good at multiple things, you know, because a lot of times like my people and my family, especially like my dad, he doesn't see the vision. So to him, it looks like, oh, you're doing too much. So, no, like. I just know it's going to be a way and God going to help me figure it out. But all of this stuff is going to connect back to each other one day, you know? So like right now I'm really just trusting the process. I'm walking hand in hand with God and I'm just really just doing what I do. You know, like I, I can't really answer short term what I want to do with beauty. Cause I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what the people here in Texas are going to want me to do with beauty. So right. Okay. Um, right, right, right. So, and I, and I, I, you taught me something for one, I didn't know the differences in the rules and the laws and different things like that. So that may even really um, be something that works to your advantage. And then you also just dropped a little, a little uh, tease for us. You got some products and stuff coming. Didn't yeah. even know that, but definitely. Oh yeah. We turning up. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. So for everybody out there that's listening. And then when I finally do um, drop this episode, um, definitely just keep, keep locked in with Jay for that. She, I'm, I'm pretty sure she got some good quality for you. She never disappoints when it comes to that. So would you say that you doing the graphic design and you being able to promote things that way has helped your business flourish more? Because I know a lot of times like you you offer multiple services. You don't just do graphic design. You do the hair and you do other things like that. So I know a lot of times when people are doing different things, like when it came to my podcast, I had to reach out to different people for logos. I had to reach out to different people for promotion, for marketing, for PR, for whatever the case may be. And I know a lot of other businesses do that just because sometimes they just have that one service to start, but they need ways to get it out there. They need ways, like you said, get that target audience, talk to people and everything like that. But would you say that you, doing the graphic design part of things but then having other services would you would you say that helped propel you just because that was kind of one thing that was kind of one middleman that you cut out so basically everything can kind of go through you if you really wanted to mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that has that has honestly helped me so much and, and it's crazy that you say that there's no middleman because the reason why i literally learned how to do graphics and make flyers and website and all that is so that i could cut out the middleman like i wanted to be able to bring my vision to life, basically. Um, And so with me doing that, it also too, with me having two different businesses that kind of in a sense, they don't go hand in hand, but I make all my beauty flyers. So you're going to see my beauty flyers on two different platforms, not just the, you know what I'm saying? You're not just going to see it on my hair page. You're also going to see it on my graphic page too, because 
that's really kind of how I wanted it to go. I wanted it to be one of those things where it's like a dual promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm promoting, yes, I made it, but you're also going to read the flyer that you're looking at. So you might be inclined to come get your hair done or go get your mom hair done, you know? So yeah. Facts. And that's why I say too, even me, I think that helped my podcast just because I know that there are a lot of different producers out there. Uh, production engineers and everything like that, who I definitely do still want to work with. But me just getting those skills, it started really in high school, just working with Adobe Premiere, working with Audacity, then going to ECU and then just furthering working with those programs. And then when I got to grad school, really just at that point, I, I just felt like I was a master. So I can edit this and and everything like that. I found a way to edit my podcast just everything. So really just went, once I once I finish recording everything, it's really just all me. I make all the graphics and stuff myself. I just I really just go through PowerPoint, tell people to send me the logos and just play around with some things like that. So I definitely do think that that helps. It's just being skilled and versatile in more than one area. I think that that can really, like you said, help cut out the middleman and bring more and bring more to you. And, and then you only get better with time. So like I said, my editing has become better. Me just being more creative with the videos and just different ideas and stuff like that. But I do still want to work with those people just because they always going to think about something that you're not thinking about. Right. They're always going to they may throw a gem in there or, or they may just have something for you. Like, hey, well, did you ever try this? Or they may just know something just a little bit more because that is truly their niche. But I definitely think it's nothing wrong with having multiple skill sets under your belt for sure. And I'm and I'm proud of you for doing it like that. And I definitely like I said, I'm wishing you I'm wishing you nothing but success, man. So before we close out, I, I really have like a it's kind of like a three part question for you. So what would you say to graphic designers out there that are kind of like up and coming that are looking to kind of promote their business a little bit more that are looking to just become better graphic designers um, and, and really just hone in on their skills. Like like you said, I know YouTube was a big thing for you and learning and asking questions. And then on top of that, uh, what would you say to to our up and coming stylists too? I know a lot of people do lashes, they do the hair, they do the nails, they do makeup, cosmetics, whatever the case may be. So what would you really just say to them as far as like just not getting discouraged? Because I know sometimes a lot of people, especially African-Americans, we see people doing the same thing as us and we're just like okay well mine is really not going to be that successful and then we start comparing and then we get complacent or then we just try too hard to be different or we're worrying about what the next man is doing when you can really just focus on that and maybe even a collaboration can come from it imagine two hairstylists coming together two makeup artists coming together two cosmetic lines coming together or something like that and then last but not least i know it's a mouthful but what would you say to kind of people who who offer more than one service as far as like the, the balance of it, the time management, just making sure that you're putting your all just as much as you're putting into the graphic design. You're putting that same energy. You're putting that same uh, foot forward when it comes to your to your hair and everything like that. So what would you say to people kind of juggling to entrepreneurs? Like you said, juggling more than one business, but wanting everything to flourish just the same. That's that's those, that's a three part. Great question. I'm really sitting here trying to figure out like what I would say to each each person. So, okay, so to the graphic designers who are looking to, you know, create a clientele and, you know, do all of that, the first thing that I would say to them is start off by perfecting your vision because once you're able to perfect your vision and you're able to perfect the graphics for your brand, the confidence in your brand is going to be, it's going to be so so high that you have no choice but you're going to want to brand put your brain on everything i also would say with the graphic designers like understand that there's multiple ways to get one end result so what might work for your homeboy may not work for you but don't let that be like the reason why you just say f it you got to be able to really graphic design tell people all the time graphic design is really about finessing you have to figure out 
how can I finesse this way, finesse this in a way that it looks how it's supposed to look? So to all my upcoming graphic designers, do not limit yourself. Do not, don't be, don't beat up on yourself. You get what I'm saying? Like, and always, 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 always practice. One thing that I tell people all the time with graphics, you have to practice. You have to be able to take a, a piece of information and be like, okay, you know, like, for example, you got the, the graphic designers who make sample cover art. I think that is amazing. I think that's smart. Because not only are you simply tagging the, the person who you're making stuff of, but you're also, in a sense, practicing the type of art that you want to do. Um, to all the upcoming beauty professionals and stylists and all of that, what God has for you is going to be for you. So don't listen to the people who are telling you the, the field is too saturated. It is not. There is money out here for everybody. Find what you want to specialize in and do your thing. Like, don't you have to have tunnel vision to the point where what everybody else got going on does not affect you. Only reason why you should be looking at so and so page, seeing what they got going on, is to get ideas or you get what I'm saying to figure out a better way to perfect your craft. To all my entrepreneurs out here, keep going. Like when I say keep going, I really mean it because I have really bad depression and I have really bad anxiety and. I have had breaks in my businesses off the strength of me not feeling good. As an entrepreneur, you can't base your feelings. Like you can't run your business based off how you're feeling. Like as a business owner, you have to wake up and say, hey, my JB, the brand is Target today. The, the CEO of Target can't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. Like you have to treat your business as if it is already a multi-million company, really. And you have to also be mindful of yourself. And you have to also kind of like know what works for you. You get what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, we're living in a generation now where we're really implementing self-care. We're implementing all of these things. So you have to make sure as a business owner, for your sake, you really want to make sure that you are in a, a mental space into which you can deal with other people because if not, it's going to be hard for you. And if you're one of those people who personally, I hate dealing with people sometimes. So I know in, in time periods, I have to hire a personal assistant or I might have to hire somebody to handle my social medias, but you do what you have to do to get the work done. It's always going to be so much more stuff going on behind the scenes than what you see on the on, on the screen, but don't let that discourage you because I promise you all that hard work, all them, them long nights, the, the crying, if you take like money situations, all of that will literally work for itself, but you have to keep going. Consistency is everything with being an entrepreneur because no matter who's resharing your page, no matter who's liking it, viewing it, none of that, as long as you're doing it, you will be surprised. Like so many people view stuff and they have no interaction with it, but it's still being seen. So like, yeah, all my future entrepreneurs, make sure you're doing this for yourself. Make sure you're keeping yourself in mind and make sure you're asking yourself like, as a consumer, would I be okay with X, Y, and Z? Or as a, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to also be able to really put yourself in your consumers or your customers' shoes when creating your business because 
it, it that's just really how it works. You know, like you, you can't be in business for yourself. You have to be in business for the other people. So you have to get yourself right. And then after you get yourself right and you figure out what works for you and you figure out, okay, this time I'm going to do this, 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 then that's really when you start to implement, you know, different policies or different stuff with people. So number one takeaway from all of that is keep going. What's for you is for you. And do not let one minor hiccup of a feeling, of a setback, of a financial issue or any of that stop you from your end goal. Like, go. Just just keep going, like keep going. If you if you believe in God, go and pray. If you don't believe in God, you go and do whatever it is you do. But you have to you have to actively work towards your business goal because if not, you're not gonna see any end result at all. And that's a horrible feeling. So yeah, I think that would be it. Sheesh. At one point, I forgot who was the host. Was it me? Was it you? You just started going crazy. I I couldn't even. I'm on IG Live looking at these people like, yo, she's just talking facts. But but now I definitely hear like the the passion, the like you said, just the, the trials, the tribulations. You got to take the good with the bad, all of that. You it, it's it's a must. And like you said, just really thinking about how, like, don't let that one hiccup, like a minor setback. I mean, I had a I had a really big setback, really big setback that I'll probably disclose at a later date, um, and stuff like that. But had I let that really take me out the game, I, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. Like I I, I, I would have stopped. Or like you said, just think about how much stuff out there wouldn't have been discovered or we wouldn't know or we wouldn't use or we wouldn't have, have, have came across had we not really just kept it going. So like you said, you what's for you is for you. Don't don't listen to anybody else. We don't compare out here. We don't do anything. We, we, we all are in our own lanes. Keep going. God is good. If you don't believe in God, wherever, it's good. You just wake up. And like you said, you have to wake up each day with that mindset, just knowing that, look, I'm, my company, my podcast, my business, my graphic design, my my, my hairstyle, I'm, I'm going to be a household name one day. Mm-hmm. And and you keep that mindset, you keep that attitude and nothing, it'll come to fruition. Like you said, you just, I, I realized that mindset is such a big thing. How you think, how you talk, how you talk to other people, mm-hmm. how you write, re- whatever, just, just your thoughts. They really shape you as an individual and they really shape how you, how you move throughout the day. They could, they could change your whole mood at the blink of an eye. So Jay, I really do thank you for taking the time to come on here to the down to business podcast. I thank you too, um, to everybody who tuned into the IG live. And I thank you just for giving those gems to everybody for the people who are going to listen at a later date or for the people who are listening right now. Like I said, congrats again on the move. I wish you the best of luck out there in Texas. Like I said, I'm, I, I got to pull up. I need oh, to come West. Right. now, so We're going to make it happen. So for sure. And I'm and and even when, like I said earlier to the people, make sure y'all look out for the products and stuff um, that she has coming. So never disappoints. Uh, that's JB, the brand, JB, the creator right there. Make sure y'all tune into her. Make sure y'all for any graphic design needs, all my ladies out there, you need your, your hair done. Even the fellas out there who had longer hair and stuff like that. So um, definitely just reach out to her, hit her up. And even if you just need some insight, she's on YouTube. She does a little bit of everything so she can definitely help you out there. So like I said to everybody in the beginning, it's definitely been a long time coming. It's been a about three, three and a half weeks since I was able to give y'all some content. But like I said, it's just been a lot going on. Just made a move to Tampa. So excited for that. We got a lot more things coming. And thank you to everybody who made the shirts possible. Thank you for everybody for the support. JB, wishing you the best of luck. This has been Tamar Turner, another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Mm-hmm.